Hello, and welcome to Phil and David Talk About Barry, where two guys, uh, one named Phil, one named David, talk about the show Barry. I'm the David part of this, and uh, this is the Phil part of this. Uh, here I am, cornered in an elevator by David. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, and I do I have some things to say to you? Yeah. Uh, um, what I need you to be just, crazy if there was another Barry podcast that did corner us in the in the elevator, <laughs> like you stole our show, and uh, and we just secretly filmed them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I love the plan. Yes, we are talking Barry. We are talking season three, episode seven. Candy asses is the name of this episode. Yes. The the uh, penultimate episode of uh, of the. The season. I can't believe we are already. already. Uh, oh, no, man, it's. Uh, Where'd the time go? Right? I mean, yeah, and this like is... just yesterday, uh, Hank was being called in for his first police interrogation, and and now we're at the end of the season already. Yeah, now he's in a, a cell in uh, Bolivia, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> awaiting interrogation. Um, man, uh, this, I mean, this has been a wild, uh, we'll talk more about the season overall, I think with the last episode, but just how we've, you know, the, what's happened in this season so far has just been crazy and wild. And it's also like, I appreciate that it's still all on a fairly like small scale, which like makes everything feel much more impactful. And yeah, uh, I, I think that helps a lot. It's everything is well i can't say localized because hank's in bolivia right now but it, i mean it is like dealing with a small cast of characters it is dealing with uh things that are happening like right around our main characters it's not like saving the world or anything weird like that um yeah but this on that same track i feel like this season feels bigger mhm um, just because I feel like every uh, season one and two have been fairly straightforward storylines all the way through. And this one is kind of taking some wide swings and we're seeing characters branch off and have their own storylines. And uh, I don't know. I just I feel like this season flew by, but also like so much has happened. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way. It's like, like you said, like they're not like the fate of Los Angeles is not now on their hands. Right. But it's like all this stuff that has happened from the first two seasons is starting to come to a head, and like even some stuff that felt kind of small in ways or um, something you, like stuff you didn't think was gonna really like come back. Like, uh, you know, it's it was a show about a hitman becoming an actor. Like, there's something kind of inherently inherently comedic about the premise, so you don't really expect the consequences of those killings uh, to come back in in the way that they have. And yeah, oh oh boy, have they? So so last last episode ended with um, with Barry getting uh, poisoned. <laughs> um, and, and uh, this picks up pretty much right where that left off after uh, Sharon looking upon her deed. I love that she covered Barry's face with like a uh, sweater or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever she had hanging over the, the chair. <laughs> yeah, before um, running out of the house. It was, it was like when, uh, which is interesting because at the end of the previous episode, she's saying, die, mother ever, and then you know, once she's kind of face to face with the result of uh -huh. that, she's, you know, can't take it, which I think is like a, a cool way to show that, like, at, at, in the same way we've seen um, Kyle and his mother, we've seen these people who aren't Barry, who can't just uh, mm -hmm. easily take a life and not think about it. And I, th I think that's a, a great way of setting these people apart. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, with, with what comes up later in the episode, um, yeah. which we'll, we'll save to kind I of, I didn't dive. want to jump ahead, but yeah, it's, no, yeah, no. The, we're seeing examples all over the place. Yes. Uh, yes. The only ones we've seen who are complete psychos is the dirt bike gang. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Taylor's Taylor's siblings, um, yep. from the last, last episode, mm -hmm. which like, for a show that well i guess i guess it's only like a day later um typically like you know for this show 
when stuff like that happens, it's still kind of the consequences of it are felt a little bit in the world, and we hadn't have mention of that yet. But I think like this episode is less than twenty four hours. Um, at least it feels kind of like it is, and that's like within Barry. I feel like that's kind of maybe like the shortest amount of time that like one episode is kind of spent. Yeah, um, Barry definitely picks up. Uh, right away it's like the next morning when he stumbles out of the house Mm -hmm. but gene and sally seem like it's been a few days since um since we last saw them too yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. uh sally was going in for her meeting uh where she got the the offer to work in the writer's room the day before because she got that text message while Barry was uh getting ready getting <laughs> right. you know shopping for for his dinner that night. So we know it is like the next day which it just is like wow there's a lot of advancement in that one day and Gene is taping his master class already. Yeah, yeah, which I get yeah, let's not spend too much time I guess trying to break yeah, yeah, down I don't want to pull it apart too much. Uh, it just it it is like wow, there's a lot of advancement here, but we're also picking up with Fuchs and Barry like right away. Yeah, yeah. Uh Barry in his semi well, not semi dead, dying, I guess is the word for someone that's semi dead. Um his dying state having a an hallucination that uh you know any other show i feel like it would have been much more direct because he he wanders off to that beach and people are collecting on the beach and it's obviously like even when they're standing there at first i was like oh that's probably the people that he killed yes Um, and and we see later like oh yeah it absolutely is but you know in another show i feel like oh he would have talked to them or there would have been like something like barry doesn't have a, a line of dialogue in this not whole a single episode. not a single line um i think he says the f word stumbling out of the house yeah i think he he mumbles something when he's in the back but, but seat yeah. of the car um but he doesn't yeah he never like has like a f- conversation with anybody or like says anything to anyone uh the whole time um which is like it's interesting to have your main character uh, be be mute and like maybe well, I don't know about the, no the shortest storyline in this episode was Hank. Let's let's talk about Hank real quick because Hank's Hank's will be uh, yeah pretty quick. Um, downplay these last couple of episodes, which makes me curious where he's going to be in this next episode in the season finale. But Hank's in Bolivia <laughs> and uh, he's trying. He did to... actually go to Bolivia yeah, to he... say no more red flags. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he took Mitch's advice uh, and he's gone down there and he's trying to find the family. Uh, and I love, he approaches just some random guy on like a little corner market or whatever and is asking him like, Hey, do you know this family? And he's like, Oh, they deal drugs or something like that. And then proceeds to pull out a, a like a blow dart gun, blow, a blow gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and Hank just watches it happen, and I love like His I love reaction to it is so hilarious. Uh, it's okay. That's what I thought you were doing, but I didn't want to be rude. Uh, yeah, I didn't so, want to be rude. Is the most Hank thing ever. Yeah, it was so it was so perfect because while watching it, I'm like, is Hank just gonna stand there and let this guy do? But yeah, he is, and he did. And he he's. He's almost pleased that he's like, yep, that's what I thought you were doing. I guessed it. I guessed it. Right. Like he's like, he guessed the end of a movie. <laughs> right. And uh, it, it is, uh, it is a weird, uh, again, we're getting into like cartoonish humor that still works within the series. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and kind of the, the, the bright spot of the episode uh you know not not bright spot but i would say maybe the most light-hearted part of the episode even then when like hank is in the um uh cell and he's talking to his his buddies uh as he would refer to them and just being you know they're like they're talking about like they're being tortured and things are like think like things suck and like that's pretty like heavy but compared to the rest of this episode and a lot of what else is going on it's it's kind of like almost a little bit uh comedic just his whole approach to all of this it it's a really low bar uh to get to the comedy in in this episode this is a really i feel like 
uh, quiet and and kind of morose episode. There's there's really not a lot of like hilarious hilarious kind of laugh out loud comedy. It's really just uh, almost. Uh, I'm not sure how to describe it. It just, it didn't feel necessarily dark. It just was uh, dark in an evil way. Just sort of like a, a heavy, heavy kind of very sad, heavy. sad episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Um, there's you're some... watching, ba- you're watching Barry die. Um, yeah. And, and you're watching uh, other people's reactions to figuring out who Barry is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um it heavy i think is a really really good word for this episode um sort of sort of all around um in, including too with like not on the same range i i, I really got to applaud this show for having a, a main storyline where your main character is dying i still care so much about seeing these other plot lines uh, and I'm yeah. interested in what's going on and not just being like, well, let's get back to Barry. Let me just see what's going on with Barry. It's like, no, I'm okay taking a break to see what's going on with Sally. I'm okay taking a break seeing what's going on with uh, with Gene. Gene, with Fuchs and uh, Janice's dad. Yeah. Oh. Uh, which I thought that was very interesting, actually. That played out much different than I thought it would. Yeah, yeah. When he goes over there and they're they're driving in the car together. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I love. I love that um, Jim Moss mentions that he talked his interrogator in be- Nam into killing himself, and Fuchs just can't let that go. He, he really is intimidated by it. Yeah, um, it reminds me of the the moment that Barry walks into uh, Ronnie's uh, trophy room in in the oh, Ronnie yes. Lily episode, and he sees all the all the uh, Taekwondo trophies and and medal. And he's like, Oh, I'm in over my head. Like immediately this I'm in over my head. How do I get out of this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, <laughs> it was just such a great, and like uh, Moss keeps talking and he starts talking about it, you know, uh, Janice a little bit, but Fuchs is just fixated. Like, like, yeah, you, that, that feeling for a second that, Oh, because he, you know, he's the manipulator, right? He's the one that that's constantly right. like talking people into things and and messing with them. And here he is; he's met met somebody who could probably out manipulate him. And he oh, like for sure. And he immediately like starts trying to justify like, oh, uh, well, you know, he was he was working in a POW camp. He couldn't have been all right in the head to begin with, sort of thing. And uh, you you were probably just pushed it over the edge. It was gonna yeah, do it anyway. Yeah, kind of. Tells yeah. yeah, tells his own story of his cousin. Like, oh, you know, some people just you never know what's gonna send them over uh, as as they are pulling up to the police station. Uh, uh, him telling the story of his cousin who couldn't make pancakes or yeah. something, you know, and. And then he looks out the window and all the cops are waiting. It is, oh, that is just the funniest. Because <laughs> he takes a minute. There's all these cops lined up behind him. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's, oh, shit. <laughs> One thing I, I will say to to Bill Hader that I really like about his directing style, because this was another episode um, directed by, yes. by him, is that he likes to stay with his characters, um, even like in in traveling shots. Um, like, you know, they, they could have pulled out and then shown the car pulling up in front of the, the police station, uh, from like an outside perspective, but we see it the entire time riding along with Fuchs. And yeah. then, uh, it's not until like, you know, we, we get to see his full revelation of it. Um, and he did that a lot. I felt like with the, we talked about that with the, um, episode last week when, uh, he, he, when, uh, Barry drove into the guy in the oh yeah motorcycle but we but we stuck with barry the whole time yeah there's um there's almost like a unique kind of reveal to doing it that way because it's almost like a misdirect like you're staying you're waiting for the character to say something and actually the thing is going on like right behind him yeah you see this in like edgar wright movies a lot like Mm -hmm. there's like the real comedy is is something really subtle in the back Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and and Fuchs now in the crosshairs of the authorities, uh, the Raven. As, the Raven. They caught the Raven. <laughs> they finally caught the Raven. Uh, and and it kind of, you know, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the ramifications of that. I think a little bit closer to the end. Let's let's uh, let's. What do you want to talk about first, Sally or uh, Cousineau? Uh, I think let's talk about Cousineau because I think that's a little bit quicker storyline this week. Sure. And um, and you know, I said I said that Hank was kind of the lighter part. I would actually say Cousineau was kind of the lighter part of this episode, uh, a needed kind of light in everything else that was going on. Yeah. There it's mostly focused on him filming his masterclass. And we're seeing that his attempt to give Annie her career back is kind of panning out. It's, yeah. it, it looks like it's headed that way. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I really liked, um, I mean, I just, I, I, I love the dynamic that has developed, between Annie and and Cousineau. And I love too how much they have given um Laura Saint Giacomo, like how much they've given her with that character. Me too. Yeah. Uh, because like she totally could have come in and just been really great and kind of held this grudge against Cousineau. Uh but she, you know, she anytime she's around Cousineau, she's a little bit cold. But then like it gets revealed that she hasn't done this in so long. And so she is like, oh, oh man, am I am I doing this right am i doing i love i love that uh so much um uh behind the curtain i in the last six months have been uh doing freelance illustration and design work and in in working from home instead of working you know it as a side hustle i've been trying to do it up front and uh dirty little secret uh the actual like nuts and bolts graphic design work has been on my back burner for like 15 years so i was coming back and i'm getting hired for some of that and i had when she had that reaction saying i don't know what i'm doing i haven't done this in so long that what has been me stumbling around for the last uh or the first couple months of this year where it was kind of like finding your feet and going, I'm a fraud. I don't belong here. And mm -hmm. how do I fake my way through this? It, that really like personally uh, spoke to me this week. And I was just, I love that about her character. Yeah. It, it was just such a great, it was such a small thing to give that character that uh, humanizes her. And, and they've, you know, this has obviously been like a humanized character. Obviously it's been kind of full, like, but right. it's given her a dimension beyond. She was this great director that Cousineau, uh blacklisted back in the day. And um, it, it just, yeah, it just makes her so much more complex. And that whole little conversation she has with Cheryl. Uh, and then we see, uh, there's that scene, like kind of the celebration of filming the the episode or filming whatever, like, like I don't know a if they rap film party thing. kind yeah. of thing. And there's that guy who's standing there, and like you know, he's obviously he's giving Gene some praise, and you know, Gene's like, oh, thank you so much. And you know, there's a part of me that was kind of thinking, like, is this are we gonna see Gene just being Gene and just being like, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad I can share. <laughs> yeah, I, can I, yeah, I'm glad I can share my talent with the world. But he turns and he's like, you know, really, we couldn't have done this without Annie. And and uh, this guy he's talking to is like, oh, you know, I'd love to talk to you about other projects as well. And like you said, it's panning out. It's it's working. He's uh, he's given her, or he's help. He's not given her. That's a bad way of looking at it. He's helping her get her career going again. He gave her an opportunity yeah. that she's capitalizing on. And yeah. um I, yeah, I, I can't agree. You put it really well. Like this this could have been such a kind of just symbolic character about like Gene's redemption. Mm -hmm. But they really have I I'm glad they've stayed with her and I'm glad they have given her like full humanity and that you kind of understand who this character is when she's talking to that guy and he's kind of like, why haven't I heard of you? You right. know what, you know what, where did, what have you been doing and who's your agent? And, you know, she's just like, Oh, I've been, you know, I worked in New York a lot and I don't have an agent and kind of trying to not dwell on that. But, um, you know, we see kind of how uncomfortable she is with this just because she's been out of the game so long. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but trying to roll with it. I think I think it's great. I it, it's one of those uh, just I don't want to call it an inconsequential role. It's, it's like Katie was earlier in the season, Elsie uh, mm-hmm. Fisher. You know, kind of a a smaller supporting role, but it's pivotal in in its own way. Yeah, they they don't just like bring in these characters to just kind of be you know like be like set dressing to the story. It's like they have they are integral part of it. Even if like for somebody like Elsie Fisher, who she played her role and now is kind of out of the show, it's it's like still like feels okay. It's like okay, that character wasn't just there kind of to be, um, you know, oh the daughter on Sally's show. Right. It's like she she played a role in the story. In and, the plot, yeah. And, yeah, in the plot. And, uh, you know, are we going to see more of Annie going forward uh, in Jean's storyline? Or is this kind of like, you know, now Annie has her chance and she's going to go take it and she's going to move out of Jean's life and Jean's going to move on to the next thing and that's like totally normal and real? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm I'm interested to to see where that plot line goes, as I'm interested to see where all of these plot lines are, especially after this episode. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like that's the thing with all these characters is you kind of go they could leave they could leave this character here and we just kind of go, "Okay, that fits and they serve their purpose here and we're really fleshed out." Or they could carry them forward and that would also feel natural for them to be integrated in the story moving forward. Like I don't think there's a bad they they make these supporting characters so fleshed out that there's not a it would be hard to misuse them at at some point, I think. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Uh, and then and then he gets those little um, visit from Jim Moss from Jim, yeah, who does his little interrogation. Sees he's sweating over the mention of Barry, and is going to do with that information what he will. And I think the most interesting thing is that gene covers for barry yes i i yeah uh that that was you know it was kind of been the question for me in the last few episodes is 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 gene going to just pretend like all of this didn't happen or is he going to uh uh try try to turn barry in and it just this was kind of that moment of truth it's sort of like what's he going to do oh okay He's he's trying to brush past it, and that's that's very interesting. I think, and and I wondered if he was doing that out of out of fear of Barry. You know, Barry Barry was like, "Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to leave your family alone. You won't ever see me again." But still, like, if Barry, you know, if Barry were to find out, like, "Oh, I found out about this from," uh, or you know, I found out about this from Cousineau, and I know it's you know it's Cousineau's fault. Is he like afraid that Barry's still going to come after him? Yeah, that's I true. Know. I don't know. Um, I I was also a little bit surprised, but I I see that's interesting because I I kind of felt like there were two reads on it. Was that him trying to just move on with his life and put it in his past, or was it him being terrified of what Barry could potentially do to him? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, the series or the season premiere this year was him plotting to murder Barry with mm-hmm. with his gun from Rip Torn. <laughs> Let us never forget that <laughs> I know that it, gun came from Rip Torn. Dictated not, dictated not, not read. Friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great. Um you we want to talk about Sally, yeah, the elephant in the room, the elephant in the elevator. Oh, let's talk about Sally. Uh yeah. She, uh, they are really using Sally to explore a lot of Hollywood <laughs> storylines yeah. this season. Uh, this time around, we got the, the, uh, you know, the meltdown on camera and the non-apology apology both coming in this one episode. It was, um, it was interesting to see, uh, how many kind of reversals we have here of Sally sort of Sally is becoming who we have found out Jean used to be. Right. Yes. Yes. And Jean is having the success that was projected for Sally earlier in the season. So it's, mm-hmm. 
it's kind of like a big reversal and she is uh yeah she's really flailing here at the end at the end of this one yeah she finds out uh, well because she's she's in the medusa's room didn't want to be but is you know she's actually doing uh, the that show right, that writer's room yeah. sequence was that was one of the few like really laugh out loud funny funny parts as well yeah, but she's like, she's doing the show a service, right? She's like actually trying to do something with the show uh, where like the showrunner is just this old guy who, uh, who's who been around since everybody loves Raymond. I think they mentioned that. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, you know, he's just making this show, but she's trying to like actually do something with it and then finds out that um, Natalie has her own show, who was her assistant. And I really, I liked the moment later when we saw Natalie before she got on the elevator. Uh, yes. Where she was treating her, um, treating her, her assistant her the assistant, same the yeah. same way that, that Sally had been treating her. Uh, and then she goes off on her in an elevator. And that, and that started out comedic too, because like there was that pan across from Natalie over to Sally and it was kind of like it was kind of a funny moment until Sally just freaked out. It was doing that thing that the show does so well where it pulls double duty. It's a funny moment. And also it's like illustrating that now Natalie is the self-absorbed one who's not paying attention to someone else on the elevator. Yeah. You know, yeah. she doesn't even see her there. I think this show is doing so much, uh, like you said, talking about Hollywood um, in, in that, you know, we see Sally is kind of a monster and kind of paying lip service to Natalie, you know, when she's having her success and being like, uh, you know, as a woman, I want to elevate other women. And then she treats her like shit, just like any man would do in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, now, yes, now we're seeing Natalie do the exact same thing. And it's just sort of like. Uh, it, it, it's some sort of commentary on forgetting where you came from, I think. And, and the lip service, uh, of, of saying the right thing while doing the shitty thing. And it's just such a, I don't know. It's, it's a comment. It's an inside baseball commentary that I think everybody else kind of understands yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's something, you know, it's, it's something we've all seen, um, like the freak out video we've seen. A, right. a whole a whole bunch and still um, remember that christian bale one yeah the christian like bale one comes to mind is... uh on what terminator salvation i think something like you're welcome that. you're welcome for that deep pole internet um it, and you know sally has some reason i think to be upset with natalie because it natalie it does sound like natalie stole some details from joplin uh, or use Joplin kind of as a template, but also then like had her own show and had a writer's room uh, and didn't bring Sally in in any way. Like she could have also kind right. of helped elevate Sally there. Uh, don't think that then justifies um, the way that Sally treats her uh, yelling at her and, you know, calling her uh, in, in certain words that I won't repeat on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> And like, I'm not very shy, but yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want to cross that line here. Yeah, not um, not on the show. Yeah, and, and she's like slapping the wall next to Natalie's face, like like you like you said, like she is pulling the Cousineau here, uh, and she's pulling the abusive behavior that she has become a a sort of poster child for being like an advocate for mm, abuse victims. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, which I, I think that, I think it comes up later. Her agent kind of brings up like, uh, this is, this is not okay. You are, uh, you're supposed to be, I don't remember the wording she used, but it's, it's in that realm of kind of, uh, there's some hypocrisy in here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, her agent sends it to her and is like, don't, don't. Uh, do anything don't do anything like, we will handle this together so what does sally do she creates her non-apology apology that's um, it's bad it is yeah i i like i like that we just we got we kind of saw them reacting to it like they didn't show us her like filming it or anything but like we got we got enough of what she was saying there um and it's like it seriously is like 
oh, you know, oh, I, I, it's really bad that I yelled. But also at the same time, like, here's all the reasons yeah. I was justified. And, and she says, I know the word I used. Um, it's actually really common in Europe. Right. And yeah. it used to be, you know, <laughs> right. she's kind of giving the etymology of like why it's not offensive. Right. It's, it's really, it's okay that I said this word. Yeah. Uh, and, and then her agent is like, nobody, like with all of this, like you've burned so many bridges and Sally does the whole like, well, if I'm on hireable, then I'm on hireable. Cause like she's refusing to get off her high horse of I'm right, everything I'm doing is correct. And she's doing that while backing up. And there's really interesting cinematography here. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about this too. Yeah, which, you know, walking into darkness is uh, not a uh, not new to Barry as a show. You know, we, no. saw, we saw Barry do it um, at the end of last season. We saw Fuchs do it at one point, I think, uh, in this season. Um, characters walking into literal darkness and she is backing up towards a, a dark room, but she stops just before she gets to it. Yeah. It's um, I, I think the dark room is sort of at this point, shorthand on this show of like, you know, really getting into the darkness. And I think uh, that's a great point that she does stop short of being completely cast into shadow you know, which uh, I think is hopeful. Yeah. But it's so uncomfortable to watch her walking into that dark room. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know if it's because I, on some level, knew what it meant as I'm watching it, or it just looks so off-putting. I, I think part of it is that she is backing herself into a corner, right? Nobody, like her agent's not coming after her. There's not like reporters coming after her. Like she is herself walking backwards as if people are closing in all around her. Um, but then she, yeah, she stops just before she reads that, reaches that darkness. And it's like, if we're going off of the continued logic of Barry here, like that means, you know, she's, she's walking up to that line, but she's not going to cross it. Maybe there is still a chance for Sally to, uh, you know, to make amends with Natalie and and uh, and get out of this yet. And the Banshee Network. And the uh, Banshee. But yeah, um, no, that's a really good point that she is uh, kind of self-sabotaging at oh, this point. yeah, big time. And, um, you know, walking towards the darkness on her own, you know, on, on her own volition, she's backing into it. She's not walking forward, knowing full well what she's doing. And then, yeah, like there is kind of, you kind of get the sense of like, okay, Sally needs to take a break. Yeah. She just needs a break from like uh, the business. She just broke up with Barry, who she also found out is a complete psycho. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, is being kind of blindsided by a lot of different things. And she should go work at Mitch's bakery. <laughs> right. Uh, for like six months or a year. And then come then come back and, and mm. kind of reset, I think. Yeah, I I wonder almost, um, and I and I want to do some finale predictions um, at the end here, but I I could see almost maybe Elsie um, Fisher, who we mentioned, maybe being like a path for Sally. I don't know, you know, because they talk about how great of an actor she is, and uh, maybe like she'll yeah. get picked up on something and is able to convince them to like to bring in Sally for whatever reason. I don't I don't know. I just I feel like Sally has not she is real close to, to rock bottom, but I, I don't think she is, well, maybe, maybe she is hitting rock bottom, but her rock bottom for her is much different than rock bottom for, let's say Barry, uh, let's say Barry. Yeah, yeah. Who has hit a form of rock bottom, uh, this episode. So let's, Oh, let's, let's break into it. Let's break into Barry. He gets picked up, um, by Ryan Madsen's dad. And, right. uh, they they spend a, a chunk of time. He drives into the hospital. Spend the day together. They spend, they spend the day together. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as Barry is sputtering for life in his back seat, and they he parks in a uh, hotel, not hotel, <laughs> a hospital parking lot, and uh, then man, oh, that uh, like oh, just every. I mean, there's so much about it. There's so much going on. It is so heavy. Um, he gives this speech 
about how he wants to kill Barry. Yeah. He just, he can't. It's, it's a really uh, great character arc from, again, a, a character we haven't hardly spent any time with. We saw him in season one for part of an episode. We saw him earlier this season. And then he just kind of comes in full force and is kind of the emotional weight of this whole episode. Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't overplay it. Uh, you no. know, he's not like he, burst into tears and he's not like yelling at Barry. He's just, he's giving this real sincere talk. Uh, and big kudos to the, the actor. I'm trying to see real quick if I can, if I can find um, his name. Cause I want to just, we like to call people out on this show for doing. Uh, so he's, he has a, Michael, a great Michael Boffshever, I think is his name. I hope. Boffshever, Michael Boffshever. Um, uh, do we know him from anything else? I mean, he looks, I can't ever tell if I'm thinking of Richard Jenkins, uh, because he looks, <laughs> he looks I think, a very lot like Richard similar Jenkins. to Richard Jenkins where I'm like, have I seen him before or oh, am I uh, thinking of Richard Jenkins? No, we have seen him not, not with anything with this show before, but, uh, he played Jesse's dad on breaking bad. So, Oh, Oh, Okay. All right, yeah, that's probably why he looked uh, so familiar to me. Yeah. Um, but he, he, like, he's the cold, like, the cold open of this episode uh, is a church. Oh, yeah. And everybody sits down, and he remains standing, and it's just this awkward uh, kind of symbolic moment. And then it just kind of cuts away to Barry on the floor. I, well, and I um, thought, I thought that meant at first, like, Oh, he gave the poison to her. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, I've spent most of the day trying to figure out <laughs> what that, what that meant. Um, I think it's just him, you know, he's wrestling with those feelings. Of, he's out of step, uh, he, with, with, yeah. I mean, I, you're talking about religion, what he knows is morally right and what is sinful and right. And what yeah. he wants to do versus what he's able to do. Mm -hmm. uh, it reminds me of a, I'm going to tangent here for a minute. There's a, I think it's a French Canadian movie called seven days. Okay. A, about a, a little girl who gets murdered and the father of the victim breaks the murderer out of prison so he can take him out to the woods and torture him. Okay. And uh, that guy, the, Father in that movie is also a doctor, so he knows all the worst ways to torture someone. Um, and then he actually wrestles with the ability to actually kill him or not. It's it's all about, you know, wanting to murder somebody, but also wrestling with who you are. And mm -hmm. um, and that that it's a really like uh, downer of a movie. <laughs> clearly, uh, it's really good, but I feel like the that movie got packed into this half hour episode in the best way just in in ryan's dad's storyline that yeah. character is heartbreakingly sad mm -hmm. in in this episode yeah because we've seen you know we've seen people all having this reaction of wanting their revenge and some people try to try to take it um you know we talked about the the mother and son who who we have not heard i i expected there to be something about that um but that was just a storyline that happened around barry and he completely is unaware of uh obviously you know the taylors like we said sharon tried to tried to poison him uh and then you have like this other guy who wa he wants his he wants his revenge but he knows it's it's not right i mean he even drives barry to a hospital because he's a doctor and right. he's like this man needs help and when he, when he pulled that gun out, I just had this feeling the whole time, like, well, I don't think that gun's going to be used on Barry. Not on uh, Barry, yeah. And, and uh, you know, he, he shoots himself, and that's how Barry is kind of discovered, and, like, that felt telegraphed, but it also, it just felt, uh, just, oh, the whole, kudos. It was still kudos. shocking. Yeah. Telegraphed as it was, it was, to to actually see it and see how it played out was... It was jarring. Yeah. Kudos to to Liz Sarnoff, writer of this episode, um, and Bill Hader, you know, writing that scene and then directing that scene and all of that uh, coming together as, as it did. Um, just 
so so wonderfully done and heart wrenching. Um, my my fiance was like almost crying from that scene. It it hit her it's so incredibly hard. sad. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean he, it is. He's talking about uh, you know these um these. It's hard to explain, but like they did it really well in this episode. You have these moments with your kids that don't sound uh, like anything special, but they're actually like real bonding moments. Yeah, they they, they had conversations across the hall. Across the hall while we were each in our offices, you know, and and just sort of like that sounds cold to a lot of people. But it's like, no, no, that's how like these real relationships with your kids are. Yeah. And that's stuff you hold on to. And it's... um. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like uh, it's so well written and it's so well delivered. And you know, of course, uh, Bill Hader directed it well because he wasn't doing anything else this episode. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, he had the he had the easy job. I uh, totally. I love how much acting he legitimately did without speaking. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the the scene on the beach when he is yeah. in the group of people. Uh, and he, he looks over and sees Chris there. He's Chris, <laughs> which he, is also a super sad moment. Yeah. I, I thought, but yeah. he, he waves at him and it's so awkward. <laughs> it's like, it's the most awkward, <laughs> like... <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it, it is so also Barry. It is a hundred percent. That is how Barry w- oh, would, hey, man. would do that. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, oh, hey, I haven't seen you since I, since murdered, I, since I murdered you. you. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, no big deal. Uh, I love that, uh, like Jeff and uh, uh, I don't know if we ever got the other guy's name from the very oh, start of the, this season. That's right, they were uh, there. Yeah, like uh, everybody from the monastery. Yeah, Esther um, was there. Um, uh, 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 Hank's Go- old boss. Uh, I can't oh, remember. His yeah, Goran. Uh, Goran is Goran. Yeah, um, they're just like all these people that we've seen before. Uh, I was trying to pick out more, but I, you know. Some of them, I think, were just random people. Did Barry kill Gore? Yeah, he did. He did kill Gore. Yeah. Yeah, he killed a bunch of them in that one scene. It's all. He did it. He did it crouching so they would (laughs) think it was the Bolivians. But yeah. Yeah, all these people are there, and there's some crazy sound that we don't get to see what that is, uh, but I imagine will probably come up next week. Uh, two other two other things about next week before we do our our predictions. So Fuchs and Fuchs and Albert have a conversation. Great scene, and, and great scene, wonderful acting from Stephen Root um, in there, and just like the great tension of it of when he realizes like, oh, your your Albert, your Albert is uh, his his reveal of of knowing who Albert is was so good, mm-hmm. and and then they start having this conversation and fuchs lays everything out on the floor uh you know he he doesn't say i made barry into a hitman but he says that thing that allowed barry to you know kill the man in cold blood i used that in a very lucrative way uh and you know and albert i don't what's albert gonna do albert gets goes and gets his gun and walks out of the police station What's Albert going to do? It was, I, I think it was Albert's realization that Barry murdered Chris. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, that, oh, the way that Fuchs walked through that. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah. The way he. Because he, uh, that was the big turning point for Albert, I think. Yeah. He never says like, oh, Barry shot him. He's like, you know, uh, Chris, a guy who was a computer geek who never saw combat, uh, you know, just really laying out. Doesn't make a lot of sense that Chris would do that, right. does it? Huh? But then we have Barry, who we we both know would do that, and uh, it, it's great. He he kind of admits to everything while admitting to nothing. He he, he, yeah. he kind of just leads Albert and is kind of like, you know what I'm saying, and Albert, of course, does. So uh, I just saw here, uh, Stephen Root comment on the last scene of the episode, even though James is there and has lines, it's kind of a monologue from me trying to figure out from the middle of this conversation, how can I take this over and make him go do what I want to do? So he ended up using one close-up take of me trying to convince him. So I'm glad that worked out. I thought it worked for the piece. I, I agree. I think it does. Uh, he's the manipulator. As we said, this whole season, he's been going scorched earth. It's done for him. He He has accepted yeah. that. But as long as... Barry is is going out, then he he doesn't care. 
and that's uh, James uh, Hiroyuki uh, Lau. Yeah, Lau. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm butchering yeah, so- that. Sorry, I'm James. Sure. Uh, but that guy's great as Albert. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, apparently he was in the Cowboy Bebop. He's in the yeah. drop. He's in. A, he's been in a lot of high profile stuff this year. All right. Well, he's he's a busy guy. Getting, and we can see uh, why. You know, getting work. It makes sense. He's he's great as as Albert. We've only kind of seen glimpses of him in flashback a couple years ago, but um, uh, I love his his demeanor as like kind of a hard ass FBI guy, mm-hmm. and yeah. also the way he flips that with just kind of like familiarity when people bring up Barry. Yeah, um, and, and you can tell how much like the revelation of Barry affected him. Yeah. It made such an impact on him that he uh, is going to go do something. So let's talk about one episode left. Uh, predictions for the finale. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, man. So many people are still out to kill Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, I... This won't happen uh, this season, but I do have uh, a a slight prediction for the future of the episode or or the series. And I I wonder if uh, Laura San Giacomo is going to hire Barry for a project, if he's uh, attempting to get back into acting, if they're going to keep kind of that tug of war going. I don't see it going that way. It's just like that would be kind of an interesting possibility. Yeah. Uh, but my big, I think my big prediction is not a big overarching story thing, but I predict that Barry will run into uh, Kyle's mother while he's in the hospital. Oh, interesting. Um, I think Kyle may uh, still be hospitalized. He did take a bullet to the chest. <laughs> yes. And um, uh, she may be there and uh, see him and have to make a decision. Mm. Um, that is in no way about how everything is going to tie itself up, but that's just the best prediction I can come up with I, as of right now, because I think that's pretty good. Who the hell knows at this point? <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause this, um, this show has at every turn done its best to just completely subvert expectations in a way that does not feel cheap. Um, no, but it's also great to have it be like, we can stand here and predict and like, maybe we'll say something right. You know, uh, earlier on in the season, a lot of people were talking about, oh, well, Gene is going to kind of have a resurgence because of the speech he gave in the show. And he has, but everything else has played out entirely differently. I mean, the show has kept me off balance all season. So yeah. um... And it's, it's been great. Uh, I, I think, Uh, what about you, David? You got predictions? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um I think Albert and Jim are going to both be at the hospital. They're going to see Barry. I mean, yeah, all these forces are going to kind of descend upon him at once. And the sh- this is not going to end with Barry getting killed in a hospital bed uh or else season 4 is going to be Barry in the afterlife. It's going to be really weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see how that see how that goes. Um I don't think it's going to be him going to prison either. So I'm not I'm not sure how, you know, how it's going to wrap up for him getting out of this, but there's I my wild card prediction, Albert somehow protects Barry. Um that is my wild card prediction. I don't know if that's going to necessarily like play out. That is just like me trying to think of like how could they subvert my expectations with all of this and it would be Albert somehow saving and protecting Barry. Um it makes I, a lot of sense in in some ways. Yeah, I but I think that that, that there's going to be a confrontation in the hospital and uh you know jim like jim albert and barry like something's gonna happen there some people are gonna die uh but i'm not 100 percent sure like i could see albert killing jim to protect barry that's my wild card prediction that's what i'm gonna throw out there oh wow also i could see some like some character getting caught in the crossfire you know barry killing somebody as like in the first episode he kept seeing the the gunshot on on people's heads um i don't it's so hard to it's so hard to predict i like your prediction a lot i i think having sort of a closure for that character for that story arc that just kind of drove off um yeah would be super interesting and this is me just trying to think like 
how like what what crazy thing can I how not will they tie this think? up? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know yeah. how Barry is I going mean... to to get out of this one, gang. Uh, <laughs> I think that something on the beach might actually flip something for him. I I it could. I don't necessarily know. You know, Barry. It'd be real hard for Barry to have actual redemption, but. I think that uh, he could finally just kind of have a revelation and, you know, have to kind of go from there. I think, I think that's what that, that time on that beach is going to do is it's going to, it's going to flip something for Barry. Um, What the actual ramifications of that, how that plays out. I am, I I don't know yet, but I I think that's more my more down to earth uh, prediction. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's anyone's get. There's no wrong answers at this point, but um, no, I I like uh I like a lot of your prediction. I like the idea that Albert. I mean, Barry got kicked out of the military, avenging Albert. You know, does does Albert feel like he owes him a debt? You know, does he need to protect him? It's just there's so many uh, things that actually make sense about that. I could. Definitely see that happening. And the beach has to pan out somewhere. That hallucination has to come full circle. Yeah. I don't, um, I, I don't so, know, but uh, yeah. uh, that's that's what makes this so much fun. <laughs> and oh, great. Yeah. And uh, join us next week as we find out what does this all mean? Are any of our wild, crazy predictions right? If you uh, catch this episode before next week and you have a prediction of your own, uh, let us know on on the various social medias. Uh, Phil, if people want to let you uh, know a prediction of theirs, where can they find you on on the various channels? Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Phil Rude or Instagram at Phil Rude seventy five. If people can find me, Davluz, that is D A V L U Z. Twitter, Instagram, find me there. Seriously, want to hear uh, what people yeah, think? I, I absolutely would absolutely love to, and uh, will. You know, we'll we'll feature it somehow on the show. I'll just throw it out there. We'll feature somehow. You get your predictions yeah, we'll to us. Out, for sure. We'll, we'll shout it out. Um, we definitely want to hear. Well, until then, though, uh, Phil and I will be filling up um, whiteboards and using a lot of string to a connect lot of a, lot, string. a lot of plot yeah. points. <laughs> and we'll see how it all shakes out next week. We'll Eight see by ten then. photos of all the characters, uh, how they connect. Yeah, <laughs> and just uh, a heart drawn around Noho Hank. Yeah. Um, but we'll find out how this all plays out next week. We'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>